Welcome to St. Mungo's Podcast for the Magically Deprived, where you can get your weekly Potter fix. We will be discussing the Harry Potter series chapter by chapter. If you've read the books previously or are just starting the series for the first time, we hope you enjoy this journey through Harry's adventures at Hogwarts and beyond. Please be aware that this is not a spoiler-free podcast. We may at times reference future events, people, or places. Also, there will be adult language and content. So if you have little ones listening, you may want to send them out of the room or listen at another time. Hello everyone, I'm Joe. I'm Megan. And I'm Serena. This week we'll be discussing Chapter 5 of the Chamber of Secrets, The Whomping Willow. Serena, we'll head right over to you in the Slytherin common room for the summary. The entire Weasley family, plus Harry, cram into the enchanted Ford Anglia and drive to King's Cross Station to catch the Hogwarts Express. Harry and Ron try to run through the barrier, but they cannot get through to Platform 9 and 3 quarters, and they decide to fly the car to Hogwarts. The invisibility booster in the car is faulty, so they stay higher up until they get to Hogwarts, where they lose power and crash into the Whomping Willow. All right, so they're all getting ready to leave for the first day of school. We have eight people, six large trunks, two owls, and a rat all piling into this car. And I just thought it was it's odd like that the Weasleys are so detached from muggle life that like it didn't even dawn on Molly that this car has been enchanted to I literally fit. made that note too I was like you don't know an enchanted car when you see one like does she actually think all muggle cars are that spacious inside I mean they that's a lot of things to fit into and that's a small car and she has like no idea what the interior should actually look like Arthur enchanted the front seat so it looks like a park bench park bench <laughs> Like, this is what all cars look like. I'm like, you really have no idea. So they leave for the station, but have to return three times because first George forgot his fireworks, and then they had to come back for Fred's broomstick, and then again for Ginny's diary. So couldn't Arthur and Molly just have Owl posted the things that they forgot to them instead of having to turn back three times? Um, I guess. That's why they have Owls, is it not? To send mail. I mean... Neville's grandmother sends everything he forgets by <laughs> owl post. That's true. Maybe I mean, fireworks are a necessity, clearly. <laughs> well, that's what I'm, I'm like. Not only are they a necessity, I'm like, are they contraband? Is he allowed to have them? Could he send them by flying owl to get into oh, Hogwarts? Or does he have to not, smuggle yeah. them in? That's true, because Filch would, I assume Filch would check the mail coming in. But yeah, I guess they're, well, if they're packaged, he wouldn't really know what they are. Maybe they have fireworks sniffing dogs. <laughs> Mrs. Norris? Mrs. Norris. <laughs> yeah, they have a fireworks sniffing yeah, cat. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's two of them. Yeah, they would probably have to take them with them. And then Ginny was so attached to her diary. Yeah, now this is another thing. That was the first mention of the diary. Mm -hmm. And like the Weasleys are poor. So anything Ginny has, and she's also young. So anything mm -hmm. that she owns, her parents would have purchased for her. And I found it odd that they didn't question what diary, like where do, what diary are you talking about? You know what I mean? Right. When she said, I forgot my diary. Nobody yeah. said, what is this where diary you speak of? Diary. Where did <laughs> you get your diary? That was, that was yeah. my thought too. I was like, is this a different diary? Like, is, is it the same one? Because if it is the same one, yeah, where, where'd she get it from? Yeah, it's the same diary. And it, I like how she kind her. of put that, that little hint to it right at the beginning that Ginny forgot her diary so and what's funny is if she had never mentioned it like then her parents wouldn't know she would just gone off to school 
but she made them turn around and go back for it. So to me, I would have, if it was my child, I'd be like, what diary? What are you forgetting? I don't know of this diary. I didn't buy you one. Maybe she found it. I was going to say in normal households, like, I don't know about them, but most households have notebooks lying around. Like maybe they just assumed she picked a random notebook and decided that that was her diary. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't true. know if they're so poor that they don't have extra things around, but <laughs> I feel like the Wheezies have many extra things lying yeah, around. Right? Like that's just the feel I get of their home. Yeah. So now they're running late and Arthur wants to turn on the invisibility booster and fly the car. But Molly's like, nope, no way, especially in broad daylight. They get to the platform and Percy goes through first, then Arthur, then Fred and George then Ginny and Molly. So uh, Ron and Harry are left to go through last and they obviously can't get through. Why would they send them last? Yes, that was my thinking too. As a parent, you always make sure all the kids have gone through first. But I just wonder what would have happened if they hadn't gone through last. Like let's say they went Mm -hmm. through before Molly and Ginny. Would Dubby still have blocked the platform? Probably. And then Molly would have gone oh, you can't get through. Let's get you there another way. Or would he have tried to think of something else to stop them from going through? Because if there's an adult with them, it kind of defeats the purpose because they're going to find a way to get him to school regardless. Yeah. Well, I don't think that was Dubby's thinking because either way, they're going to find a way to get to school like another way. I don't think Dubby thinks that far ahead. Yeah, I don't think that was what he was thinking. (laughs) But um, I feel like he still probably would have blocked it. Yeah, he probably would have. Okay, so the train leaves without them, and the two of them could come up with no better idea than to fly the Fort Anglia to school. Like the stress, they're like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, maybe just wait there. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously, could've... if they got through, they could probably get back. Even if Molly and Arthur couldn't get back through the, the barrier, they could have apparated back. Like they're allowed to apparate, they're adults. That's true. That's yeah. true. I know. It's like maybe give it a few minutes at least. Yeah. See if they get back. You know, the train leaves at exactly 11, so they're coming right back. Go wait by the car. <laughs> Which well, was Harry's was original Harry's idea. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, just wait, wait the for them by the car. Yeah. yeah. Or like McGonagall says to them later, they could have just sent an owl. an owl. And Harry's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I was thinking that as they were driving there, but it seems like it's quite a distance. So I feel like an owl probably would have taken a while. So they're probably like, we got to get there right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That seems kind of far. Yeah, I just think it's funny. But I mean, regardless, the owl, they knew right away. So theoretically, the owl would be leaving at the same time as the train. Therefore, the owl would get there approximately at the same time as the train, notifying them of why they're absent and aren't on the train. And then the adults, like we said in the last (laughs) freaking, if you would have just talked to the adults and be like, hey, this is what's going on, they would have figured out a way to get you there. But no. I feel like the owl would have actually got there before the train because it doesn't have to follow tracks. It could like fly direct. Yeah. Yeah. By then Molly and Arthur would have been back. Exactly. But then we wouldn't have a book, would we? (laughs) But um, you know how they're flying above the train Mm because they're following the train. So if they can see the train, then can't muggles see the train? And no muggle was ever like, what train is that? The the train I'm pretty sure has like the concealment charm on it but they can see it yeah they can because they're wizards but i'm pretty sure muggles can't because of the concealment charm how does the charm know if it's a muggle because i think there was 
one of the episodes we did where it says it had like the the largest amount of concealment charms in like the history yeah i do recall that but still serena's right like well that's the same as hogwarts hogwarts has like a concealment charm on it so wizards can find it but muggles can't okay i just feel like it's different with a moving object you know what i mean because hogwarts it's like if a muggle is gonna go there they yeah like forget or they go a different direction but when it's a moving object that's like going somewhere yeah yeah. different because there's tracks and everything right maybe it just looks like a. I mean it's just a train anyway so if somebody saw it it's it's a train there's nothing really that's what i was thinking but i was like there must be someone that like works for the train station at some point that's like (laughs) what train is this that's not a real train number where the hell is it going you know what i mean Like, you know, those old men that like work there, they're like, yeah, yeah. I used to work there. I know this train and I know that train. And then they're like, wait a second. That literally says Hogwarts Express. Yeah. They're like, where the hell is that going? They're like, Hogwarts Express. That's Does it say train. Hogwarts yeah. Express on it? Yeah. This oh, yeah. oh, it does too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the Polar Express going yeah. to Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. That's what I just assumed. It's the, it's a concealment charm where most muggles would go, oh, it's a train. Like not a big it, red yeah. flag. But if I don't know, like I just feel like there's that one curious muggle that if they could see it, like if they're like Hogwarts Express, where's that? And they're gonna like Google it. I'm like, why can't I buy a ticket for this <laughs> Hogwarts place? You know, inquiring at the station, like, yeah, the Hogwarts Express. I saw it going there yesterday. And they're gonna be like, what the hell are you talking about? And then they'll think they're just crazy. Like when Harry asked for platform nine and three quarters in the first book, and the guy's like yeah. fucking me around. <laughs> The good thing is it only travels there like a few times a year. So it's not like a regular occurrence. So if they go back, it won't be there. What I was thinking was when Molly and Arthur come back, and I never gave this a lot of thought until this time, like as a parent, like they come back and these two are gone and the car is gone. I just wonder what they thought happened to them. Would they have put it together that they took the car? I mean, I guess I was just thinking when they didn't come through behind them, what were they thinking? Yeah. Maybe they just weren't paying attention. They thought they just came through and got on the train. They assumed they, they got really on the train. They weren't paying attention to them. Oh, that's true. Maybe they assumed that the boys got on the train and what, that somebody stole the car? Because they would have gone back and seen the car missing. Like the boys, mm-hmm. we can explain that. Like, yeah, we weren't paying attention. We thought they were on the train. But I wonder what they thought happened to the car and the panic because knowing not only is it an enchanted car, but that Arthur did all these illegal things to it. A muggle walking up to that vehicle and like looking inside and being like, hmm, this doesn't look like the one I have at home. What's going on here? What? I'm going to take this. And then writing to Ford. Yeah, they're like, um, how come this person got a special edition? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so off they fly and they decide that they'll just follow the train. But once they get going, the invisibility booster starts to fail. So they fly above the clouds and just dip down every now and then to check the train. And they're having a lovely time flying together and eating toffee and laughing. But as with every road trip, the excitement starts to wear off and they start getting sweaty and thirsty. And then they begin to miss the comforts of the Hogwarts Express. So another question I have, how long is this trip? They leave at 11 a.m. Like that's when the train leaves the station, 11 a.m. And I always assume that they just get there around dinner time because when they get there, they have, there's the sorting, they have dinner, then they go to bed. But it actually says that the stars begin to blossom in the darkness as they're flying. And this is still summertime. So the sun sets late in summer. So how long is the trip from the station to Hogwarts? That's a long trip. 
It yeah, so I'm trying to think when the sun starts to set in September. Well, it's got to be, I mean, like the height of summer, it sets around nine. So even if it's like eight, mm-hmm. and then they have to do the sorting, have dinner, it's no wonder they go straight to bed. 12 hour day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. more. Because I always thought it was strange, like when they arrive at Hogwarts right after dinner, he sends them to bed. And I'm like, how are they going to bed already? But I guess so, because they get there so late. Yeah, I've always been under the impression it's a pretty long trip. But I thought, like I said, I thought it was like maybe six o'clock. So that's like a seven hour trip. That in itself is long. I mean, does the car fly itself? They don't really have to do too much, right? No, they don't. He just has to make sure they're going in the right direction. Okay, so then the car, I can't blame it, it starts to get fed up and whines and groans, and then it just generally protests at this ridiculously long flight. I like when Ron tries to encourage it, and he like, pats. Not too much longer. (laughs) And then they finally spot Hogwarts in the distance. Then the car just decides to die out completely and goes out of control. So Ron takes out his wand to try and stop it, but it's no use, and the car crashes into the large tree. They get banged up, and this is where Ron's wand gets broken. And to make matters even worse, the tree starts to attack them. So just when they think they're done for, the car starts up again, and it gets them the hell out of Dodge. But it's so pissed off that it just ejects them and all their belongings out, and it drives off and then gives them a little snort. Where did it go? Do you think it went back to Arthur and Molly? No, it actually, we'll find out later, it goes into the forest. Oh. Yeah. Actually, later in this book, it goes, you will find out. Yeah, it gets all wild in the forest. (laughs) But I love the spunkiness of this car. It's like, get out. I'm (laughs) out of here. And then it snorts at them as it's leaving. So the two of them trudge up to the school and they're peeking in the window of the Great Hall. And they notice that uh, Mr. Severus Snape is missing from his usual seat. And they start to insult him. And of course, who's standing behind them? Snapey Snape. And why is it Snape's job to go looking for them? Like, I would think it would be like Hagrid or Filch. First, I thought McGonagall, but she's in charge of sorting, so she can't really leave. My first inkling would be that Hagrid should be looking for them, not Snape. Snape just wants everything to do with them, and so he just makes it his job. I think I feel like he's looking around the Great Hall going, Potter, Potter. Potter's not here. He must be making... I'm going to go find him because he must be making trouble. It is technically his job to watch out for Harry. This is true. He's employed by Dumbledore to pay attention to Harry and what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've established that he's in charge of punishment. Him and McGonagall are the only people that find people making trouble. (laughs) Yeah. So Snape takes them to his office in the dungeons and he shows them the newspaper article from the Evening Prophet that says they were spotted flying the car by no less than six or seven muggles. And I have to say that I'm impressed with how quickly the story got printed. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what I was just thinking. Like they just landed and they're already in the newspaper. Well, it is a long trip. I guess they would have been spotted earlier on than in the trip. So while... Uh, by the time they landed like it's magical printing would have been breaking news by that point so snape is so disappointed that he's not going to be the one to expel them but he's sure that either dumbledore or mcgonagall will so when mcgonagall comes in she's like fuming and asks them why could they not have sent an owl 
And Dumbledore is so disappointed. And you know, he's got this struggle going on between actually expelling them and needing Harry to be at Hogwarts so he can <laughs> groom him for the defeat of Voldemort. And he's um, like, I really can't, can I? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Dumbledore like and McGonagall really on the way there were having this whole discussion. Like, you know, we really should expel <laughs> them. But no, no, we can't. I need Harry here. He has to be here. And I feel like Snape seems to think that if Harry gets expelled, he'll be off the hook. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's going to be harder. Yeah, because then you have to be between Hogwarts and Privet Drive to keep an eye on him. Because regardless, yeah. Voldemort's coming after him. It's just easier to have exactly. him at Hogwarts. Yeah. Obviously, they don't get expelled. And Snape is like livid about the whole thing. But I'm just thinking that it probably brings back a lot of memories for Snape with James and how mm-hmm. much shit he pulled when he was in Hogwarts and never got expelled for it. Yeah. So once again, we see what an extraordinary person Minerva is because she's so angry with them, but she's still like concerned for Ron and says, you know, you should go to the hospital wing. And then she makes sure that they have like a fire and sandwiches and some refreshing pumpkin juice. And Harry talks her out of taking points from Gryffindor since the incident happened before the start of term. So she agrees to that, but she gives them detention. Now, do you think that they should have been expelled? Or do you think that if it was any other student, they would have been expelled? Mm. I think Harry's kind of right. The term hadn't started yet. It's not like they were making trouble at Hogwarts. They were just literally, they were just trying to get to Hogwarts so they didn't get in trouble. It's up to their parents to punish them for what they did. Well, yes. And also, they didn't have malintentions. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, if the student had gone in, like, purposely... It wasn't premeditated. We'll just say that. (laughs) So you don't think if it was... No, I. you know what? I Honestly, I don't think Dumbledore would have expelled another student for this either. If they were trying to get to school for the start of term and like they wreaked some havoc, okay, but they were trying to get to school for a good reason. They actually wanted to be at school. I don't think Dumbledore would really expel anyone for anything, to be honest, except for maybe killing someone, which is the one time that someone did get expelled yeah and the wrong person on top of it yeah (laughs) well that wasn't really up to him to be honest even i think the issue is not that they flew the car to school it's the damage that they did to the whomping willow which they didn't want to land in the whomping willow but then also said it did more damage to them yeah yeah and also they were flying an illegal enchanted car so like that's also a problem but that's that's where i think yeah that's what i think i don't think that's the school's yeah jurisdiction i couldn't spit that one out (laughs) 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 yeah so i think that is where the parents discipline comes in with the taking the flying enchanted car but the school's issue i think was more with the whomping willow I think everyone has like an ulterior motive. Like we said, Snape just wants Harry to get expelled and yes. Dumbledore just needs Harry there anyway. So it's like none of them really have um, like an unbiased opinion about it. Yeah, that's true. They're all, they all have their own agendas. Yeah. Okay. So they head off to the common room and um, they catch up with Hermione and she's so angry about them flying the car as is Percy and he starts heading over to scold them but they escape up to the dormitory which now has a sign that says second years I didn't realize till now that they keep the same dormitory all the way through school they just keep changing the sign on the door I was gonna ask you if you understand how these dormitories work because I feel like I've never understood how they work 
I'm assuming there's like a tower with like different doors on each level. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And I had originally assumed that like, I don't know why in my head I had it like they were in levels and year one is at the bottom, then two, Mm -hmm. you know, keep going. And then that they would move every year. But it says that they went into the same dormitory as last year, but now it says second years, which is odd because the seventh years, once they leave, there's an empty dormitory. Maybe the first years go to the top. Oh, I just confused myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Serena's like, that would make sense. If the seventh one is leaving it empty, then the, those new first years go to that one. And then it oh, would stay there. Oh, I guess there. whichever. Then, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, then the seventh years from the next year, that one's empty and they go to yeah, that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I get that. All right. All right. That makes sense. No, you're right. Oh. Serena. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What you said makes sense. Sorry, I, yeah. You're right. Oh my God, no, you're right. It's okay. Okay. Because that's also, what I did at first. I'm like, uh, no. And then, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But also, I don't know why I always assumed that there were like, like so many students at Hogwarts. Okay. You're going to get like, the same point that I have here. Go ahead. Yeah. Because I, th- I always thought that like the people that we see in their year are just like a few of the people in their year. But it seems like that's all of them. Okay, so this is, yeah, this is what I have here. So there's... Do you do math? Do you have math? Yeah, but it doesn't add up because J.K. Rowling has actually stated that there are usually about a thousand students at Hogwarts, okay? I got like 300. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like 280. Oh, I got 336. More or less because it's not going to be the same every year. But they are the five second-year Gryffindor boys, so they're the only five second year Gryffindors. So I assume there would be five Gryffindor girls. So that makes 10 students per year per house. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, my math is is dismal, okay? But if that's the case, if there's 10 new students per year per house and there are seven years, that would be 70 students times the four houses would be 280 now it's not going to be exact because it's not going to be five every like there could be apparently hufflepuffs always have more than all the other houses per year but on Mm -hmm. average that's to me that's 280 students that's my math but she's saying that there's a thousand i don't know where that number comes from yeah see that's what i did too and i was like wait a second yes because it I doesn't add that there up were more in each year than what we were seeing you know in most books and movies you only see like those few people yeah well in harry's year the only new the only well not new they were new last year there's harry ron dean seamus and neville and neville those are the only five gryffindor second year boys yeah I don't know this unless there's like way more in the other houses, but that's still got to be a lot of students and give or take like a couple. We're only left with maybe 400 max. Yeah. I don't know where this thousand comes from. I don't know if anybody knows you can explain this math to us because (laughs) let us know. (laughs) Like I said, I'm not a math person, but to me, this does not add up. That's the first thing I thought when they were like saying who the second year Gryffindor boys were I'm like that's only five so even if there's five Mm -hmm. Gryffindor girls in second year that's only 10 students in second year just Gryffindor 
so that and would then be I was like, like maybe that's why they always have classes together with other houses because there's only because there's not enough of them mm-hmm. yeah making sense like, <laughs> i see yeah. thinking i don't i'm trying that. well because like for me i just played the harry potter video game too so i'm trying to picture how those dormitories are set up and like picture how many beds are in each and if there's multiple for the different years but i can't Okay, so if I do this backwards from the way I did it, so if I take a thousand students and divide that up by four houses, that's 250, and then divide that by seven years, that gives me um, almost 36 students, which. Per house? Per house. Per year? Per house per year. It makes more sense backwards. Yeah, and then I don't know. And Maybe they have um, separate dormitories for the background <laughs> for the supporting yeah. <laughs> supporting cast. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, but, it thought, but it actually says, says yeah, yeah it actually says second. the second year Gryffindor dormitory. Those are the only five boys. So anyway, we could talk about this. Maybe forever. they have more students. If you like, think of the house tables, yeah. Like, maybe that year there was only 10 of them that came, but, like, maybe the next year there were more. Maybe next year there were, like, 20 boys. Yeah, yeah, that could, right? that's what I'm saying. It's not going to be 10 every year. So, There's obviously, yeah. and like I said, some houses get more than others. Yeah, yeah. We we don't have enough of the numbers that we need to plug in to make a formula work, so... Yeah. Because if it they only had this many students per year per house, there's no need for this humongous castle. No. Honestly. Yeah. I like mean, even isn't. a thousand. I had more students in my high school than a thousand. It was not mm-hmm. as big as Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah. That was the end of my notes. It's this confusing math. All right. So, Meg, we'll head over to you in the Hufflepuff common room for Would You Rather. This week's Would You Rather question is Would you rather receive a howler from your mother in the Great Hall or crash into a whomping willow? Crash into a whomping willow. I think I'd rather get the howler. <laughs> oh no, I'm with Serena. Whomping Willow, hundred percent. I don't want a howler from you. <laughs> Nana's howler wouldn't be that bad. To be this, oh, <laughs> what's that? Nana's howler wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, I guess. But to me, they're not actually there yelling at you. It's just a letter. This is true. But you could no, actually no. incur some damage from the Whomping Willow. Um. For me, my logic here is I would always rather take physical pain over emotional pain. <laughs> and I don't really want to deal with that embarrassment from having everyone in the Great Hall have their eyes on me while I'm being yelled at by this piece of paper. So <laughs> I definitely would rather crash into the Whomping Willow. But I feel, okay, like if <laughs> if this is like a Harry Ron situation, you're still going to get yelled at for crashing into the Whomping Willow. I guess it's not in front of the whole yeah, school. Yeah, but it, it, yes, I can take getting yelled at, but as long as it's not in front of everyone. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I still think I'd rather take the howler. Like, yell at me, it's over. You could sustain some serious damage from the Whomping Willow. Yeah, but at least I will know that it will heal. That emotional scar may never heal. <laughs> and I just feel like I mean, you're at Hogwarts. It's just going to be forgotten about so quickly. There's so much more going on there. I don't know. So we got two Whompers and a Howler. Alrighty. So Megan, if you could give us our homework for next week, please. Uh, Your homework for next week is to read chapter six. 
Gilderoy Lockhart. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, leaving us a rating and review would be wonderful. And maybe mention us to all of your Potter friends. That brings us to the end of this episode. Join us next week as we continue reading through the Harry Potter series. You can send any questions, comments, or concerns to Podcast at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. <laughs>